Girlfriends, episode number 187, Growing Closer to God Through Parenting with Lindsay Schlegel. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking with author Lindsay Schlegel about her book, Don't Forget to Say Thank You. Can't wait to share this conversation with you. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriends, how are you? Thanks for being here. Thanks for connecting here on the show. I always love it when we get to connect on Girlfriends every week. Thanks for showing up for another episode. I'm excited to share with you my recent conversation with author Lindsay Schlegel. Lindsay's a contributor at CatholicMom.com, and that's how I first was introduced to her work. And I actually had the opportunity to write the forward for her book. You're really going to love her take on parenting and growing closer in your relationship with God through a new understanding of God the Father that she kind of shares inside of her book. She shares, it's not really a parenting how-to, it's really a very reflective book that I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. And Lindsay's just a fantastic woman to talk to, such great enthusiasm and energy. And she's just on fire to share her message of faith and hope with other Catholic women, especially. But before I share that interview with you, I just wanted to, I haven't mentioned it in a while, mention our Facebook group for the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm really hopeful that we can build a little bit more of a community there. I love sharing on the podcast here, and I love the ways that you offer me feedback. You email me because I beg you to, or send me voicemail messages, which I love even more. Um, But I also like that we can have access to one another, because if you guys are just listening to me talk, or we're back and forth through email and whatnot, that's sort of... um, not giving you guys access to each other. And I think that's what the Facebook group can really do. If you listen to Girlfriends and another person listens to Girlfriends, you at least have that much in common. And I find that it's really a helpful way to kind of begin conversations, uh, a safe place where women can share their hearts, what's going on in their lives. It is a private group. So if you are on Facebook and you share a message to the Girlfriends Facebook group, Other people can't see it unless they are also members of the Facebook group. So like your extended family members and whatnot. Um, Only our our little group of girlfriends listeners can have access to what you share there. And I find it's a helpful thing. And sometimes people will ask for prayers, ask a question. Um, And I'd like for you to be a part of that community too. So if you're interested in doing that, you can go to facebook.com slash groups slash girlfriends podcast. You do have to request to join, but I will let you in, I promise. Um, Or if you don't want to remember all of that link or you're not sure you're going to, you can always go to the show notes at ascensionpress.com. Every episode of the Girlfriends podcast show notes has a link to connect with us there on Facebook. I'd love it if you would join our community there. I'm always looking for ways that we can grow our Girlfriends community. I love it when we're able to meet in person. And um, don't think for a minute that I don't have that going on in the back of my head, that sometime somewhere I'd like to plan a live event for the Girlfriends podcast. But um, that's that's a little ways out, but it is. It's on the back burner. It's simmering, okay? <laughs> if any of you have input about those kinds of ideas, I'd love to hear from you. You can always email me, Danielle, at daniellebean.com. So I hope your days are going well. I hope the end of your summer is wrapping up well and that your kids are off to school or college or whatever it is, back to work, back to our regular routines. I hope your fall is going well in that regard. 
here, um, my high school kids haven't quite started yet, um, but maybe by the time you hear this, they will have started. But when I'm recording this, they haven't yet. And um, we're just kind of enjoying these last final, final days of summer. And I'm trying not to be melancholic about it. It's easy to get that way this time of year. I actually felt it the very first shift in the temperature that I felt a few weeks back when in the evening, it was cooler. You know how all of a sudden you realize, oh, hey, that's a fall feeling. Uh, it made me sad, it made me a little bit sad because I love the summer so much. And it reminded me that, you know, we're going to be saying goodbye to kids and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm really trying to focus on the fall as a fresh start. And I recently recorded a podcast with my friend, Allison Jingris, who's been on Girlfriends a couple of times. Um, over at the Catholic Momcast. And we talked about her idea of an autumn reset, meaning look at the fall as a time to kind of set goals and make kind of new year resolutions, but at a different season. And I like that idea. I like the idea, as I shared at the start of the summer, of setting new goals and kind of doing a reassessment of your daily routines at the start of any new season. And the shift in season kind of gives us an opportunity to do that. So I just wanted to mention that in case you're interested in doing a fall reset, setting some new goals for yourself. You can check out that podcast at catholicmom.com. I'll also put a link in the show notes for this episode. But now, without waiting any further, I want to share with you my recent conversation with author Lindsay Schlegel. I know you're going to enjoy this, so take a listen. Hey, everybody. I am excited to be here with my fellow Catholic author, Lindsay Schlegel, is joining us on Girlfriends here today. Lindsay Schlegel is a wife, a mom, writer, and editor. She is author of Don't Forget to Say Thank You and Other Parenting Lessons That Brought Me Closer to God, as well as a contributor to CatholicMom.com, Verily, Natural Womanhood, and Alatea. She also serves as editor-at-large for Little Lamb Books, a publisher of Christian children's books. She lives in New Jersey with her hometown high school sweetheart-turned-husband husband and their family, four little kids. She enjoys running, knitting, and reading to her kids. You can connect with her and find out more about her life and her work on social media and at her website, lindsayschlegel.com. Lindsay, welcome to Girlfriends. I'm thrilled you're here. Thanks for having me. It's good to chat with you. Yeah, I am so excited for this book. So we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of when this book launched, and I had the thrill and the honor of being able to write the foreword for this book. And I remember way back when I was reading it, and I was reading it online. I think I didn't have a hard copy yet. And I absolutely just loved everything that you shared in this book. I felt like I could connect with you and your family in very authentic ways. But for people who haven't yet had a chance to read your book, or be introduced to your writing, um, can, maybe you can share what is this book about and how did you come to write it? Sure. So um, you may have seen it around the web. It's got a hot pink cupcake on the cover of it. I love what Ave did with that. Great cover. Um, super fun. Super good for uh, book club meetings and stuff. A couple events I've been to, they've had cupcakes there. Um, oh, everyone's great. happier with a cupcake. Um, so it looks at phrases that I say to my kids over and over and over again. But rather than looking at them with me as the parent and my children as the children, it looks at them with me as the child and God as the parent. God is my father. Mm -hmm. So when I'm asking my kids to be patient and stop whining, those words coming out of my mouth remind me that I need to be more patient with them and I need to stop whining um, about the things that are troubling me. I need to go to bed on time. I need to eat well and take care of my body because it's a gift that God's given me. Mm -hmm. Um, all of the things that we want for our kids, God wants for us in 
even more so in an even more perfect way. He loves us unconditionally and perfectly. And we image that in the way that we try our best um, to love and care for our kids. And I think if we can look back at that and see it as a reflection of God, then parenting doesn't feel as heavy um, as maybe it did before. It doesn't feel like everything is on our shoulders, that it's our responsibility for our kids to be successful and whatever kind of perfect or close to perfect we've gotten into our brains from culture telling us uh, that we can be in control and that we can choose how things are going to turn out. God's really in charge. And when we let him be the father that he wants to be for us, everything works out a lot better. And it gets a <laughs> Funny how easier. that works. Not easier all the time, but a little bit easier at least. Exactly. I love that. And, you know, I think it's really such a great concept for the book as a whole, but just a great way to look at life is concentrating on that kind of parent-child relationship. Because I know, and I know this is true for you too, from having read the book, that I really grew in my relationship with God when I became a parent, because I could begin to see a little bit more of his perspective in the ways in which I'm a child, good and bad, <laughs> in the eyes right. of God. Absolutely. <laughs> No, sometimes I think that I will always be a toddler in God's eyes. Like I might make it to like a five or six year old. I hope I don't get to be an angsty teenager. But um, when you look at it, when I look at my spiritual maturity in that way, like my youngest child is 18 months old. And like we have a lot of the same reactions when it comes to things that we're asked to do. You know, mine are more internal. I think we've as adults, we learn socially acceptable ways to deal with our emotions. But right. sometimes I'm still kind of kicking and screaming and saying, I don't want to do that. I would much rather have a cookie. Right. Oh, that's so true. And and that applies in so many ways. I, I remember years ago when I had a toddler who was having a tantrum because he really liked his medicine that he got like an antibiotic and he would have a fit every morning after I gave it to him because I wouldn't give him more, you know? And I was like, you know, it was just so obvious to me in that moment thinking, this is not good for you. You're having a fit because I'm not giving you something that would hurt you. But to him, it's nothing but good. Right. And that's the way we approach things sometimes too. Like, this is a good thing. I want God. What, why are you not giving me this good thing? Right. But we have. Right. And God's saying to us, no, I can, I can see a little bit more. I can see a lot more than you can. And, This is not what's best for you. And I, but God has his, I mean, God will patiently endure our, our kicking and screaming, even if it's just internal or us giving him like a cold shoulder or, you know, stomping off and slamming the door, Mm -hmm. um, you know, figuratively he'll wait, he'll always wait for us. He'll wait for us to come back. Um, and that also, it goes both ways because that then gets reflected in my parenting. My oldest child is almost nine, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was really young, but turns out like the eye rolls can start as early as seven. <laughs> um, you maybe know that already, Danielle. I do. I do. So how do I want to be parenting him as he gets to be an adolescent and as he as he grows up? Do I want to be slamming doors back at him or yelling, you know, responding to him that way? Or do I want to be patiently waiting for him to work through things and come back and, and be there for him the way that God is there for me? Mm-hmm. Um, I really appreciated your forward for the book in so many ways, um, but especially because your kids are older. And I think as moms, we learn so much when we have moms who have kids who are older and kids who are younger, I think we can give each other so much when we share our experiences. And a lot of people have asked me if the book is just for moms, or is it just for moms with little kids? Mm -hmm. But really, it's more about my experience as a Catholic woman, as a Christian woman, than it is about parenting. Right, 
No, absolutely. I, I definitely see that, that it's really about your relationship with God as his daughter and what what you can kind of learn from that, what you can glean from that based on these kind of life lessons that you're hoping to pass along to your kids. Okay, so the titles don't forget to say thank you. So obviously, that's one of the phrases that you look at. What are some of the other ones? Sure. I think one of my favorites is, uh, it's okay, mommy's here. Mm-hmm. So that chapter mm-hmm. is about Mother Mary, who also... Um, I developed a different and a stronger relationship with once I had a child. Um, I understood her to a certain degree as a child growing up. Um, I didn't have a particular devotion to her, but then I didn't really know what devotion was either. Um, (laughs) I I, I grew up, um, so my mom is Catholic. My dad's not. My brother decided it wasn't for him a long time ago. So I didn't understand things in the church as I, as I have come to now, um, Mm -hmm. as I've been an adult and, and, learned more. There's so many resources now to learn more about them, about the faith and about the church. And someone I've learned a lot about is Mary. When I was pregnant with my first child, I asked the priest at our parish, what could I read to help me spiritually process the fact that there's another life inside of me? And he didn't know what to say, really. (laughs) (laughs) We lived on the Upper East Side of Manhattan and we're the youngest people in our parish by decades. Um, so I'm sure there were younger couples really, but we didn't meet them in the year we lived there. So either he hadn't gotten this question recently or he'd never gotten it. And he told me to look at the infancy narratives in the Bible, which was helpful, but, um, we don't really dig into Mary's experience there. Right. That's not what it is. Right. So I think learning more about consecration, learning about different devotions to her, praying the rosary in a different way and reflecting on that. Once I had a child, And especially, I mean, my first two babies were boys and uh, my son, who's now six, was born three days before Christmas. So I was at Christmas Eve mass with a, what, two day baby, two day old baby in my arm. And I was like, oh, I get married now. (laughs) Like, I think being a mom and and seeing how you care for a child that way and how how effortlessly it seems she leans on God Mm -hmm. um, to help her through this journey. I think that made a really difference in my parenting too and who I am as a woman. Oh, definitely. And, and, you know, I love that you shared that you didn't have much of a relationship with Mary before, you know, becoming a mom yourself and kind of exploring in that way, because I think that's many people's experience, you know, um, for sure. Some people always have been, you know, raised and they have that devotion from early on, but there are a lot of us that kind of come at it as adults and we're kind of like, what is this Mary thing? And you kind of know it and accept it, but you're not really sure. And it, there's so much room for growth there. And I found that in my own relationship with Mary, that when I do make that effort to kind of focus on her perspective about things, there's Mm -hmm. so much that applies, not just to us as moms, but just as women in the way that we relate to God. Yeah. Yeah. The way that, um, those couple lines about how she holds things in her heart, um, and the way that she listens and, and just, I mean, line by line going through the Magnificat is just one of the most beautiful things ever. Um, her faith is, yeah. I mean, obviously it's, it's perfect. It's, it's amazing. And there's so much we can learn from it. Absolutely. And and you know what I've tried to do in my relationship with Mary is I try to pray to her, um, asking her to like to to help me grow in my relationship to God, because I think that's what she's a pro at. Right. She like yeah. <laughs> arranging these relationships and drawing us in closer to her son, closer to the Holy Spirit, clo- closer to God, our father. And um, that, you know, she has this unique relationship with the three persons of the Trinity and that we can come to know that as well if we look to Mary for guidance and ask for her prayer support inside of that. So 
a beautiful way to grow closer to Mary through your motherhood. Um, while you were writing this book, Lindsay, did did you have to like be cautious about what you were going to share from your family life or from your marriage? I know that's such a tricky balance sometimes, especially for those of us writing about um, you know, everyday family life is like, how much do you share and how do you decide how much to share? And um, how did you go about that process? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And one that I've, I've had to work through and I, I talked with my husband about it um, because this was mostly about my experience and it's, it's little, you know, each chapter has a little story about my kids. Normally it's kind of a funny, almost like an icebreaker kind of let's get us into the topic kind of a story that I didn't feel like i I went too deeply into who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, a long time mm-hmm. ago, I wrote a, a blog called Young Married Mom. It was for about four years. There were very few followers. Um, but I actually stopped it when I got to the point that I felt like it was more about my kids than it was about me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd already kind of gotten up to that line and stepped away from it. And this t- at this point, writing this book, I'd, I'd had a lot more experience writing and experience putting my work out there you know, for the other online sites that I've written for. So I think I had an idea of where I wanted that to be. Although before the book was launched, my social media like didn't have pictures of my kids on it basically ever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it would be like hands or their feet. Um, <laughs> now if you go to my website, there's a picture of our entire family facing forward. <laughs> so I think it, it took some discernment and what's right for our family and where's that line going to be. I still try to be conscious of telling my story and not theirs. And I think right. this book was really about my story. And as I was writing it, I mean, each time I sat down to write, which was normally about five o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. I would pray and ask God to use my work to serve him, to glorify him, not to glorify me in any way. So I think that helped me stay within those boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely an important part of the writing process. I think um, steeping your project in prayer sounds like a very wise approach to it. Um, so you mentioned getting up at five in the morning. <laughs> Because that's yeah. the, that's the other question that people are going to hear. You have all these little kids, and they're all under the age of nine. And how on earth did you pull this project together? So sounds like early morning hours was the trick. Early morning is the way to go. You know, sometimes I will try to write or do some work in the evenings, but at this point, I was talking with my sister in law about this the other day too. Her oldest is five, and we're like a different kind of exhausted now than we were when they were baby babies. Mm-hmm. And I think it's mm-hmm. more of an intellectual kind of exhausted, like there's more questions and there's more things to keep my eye on in terms of emotionally and mentally. And like, how is everyone doing and interacting? Mm-hmm. Whereas when they're little, it's more about like, how many squeezy pouches did you have today? And did we cross <laughs> a line? There? So I found that the morning before anything else is happening, that's when I'm, my mind is the clearest. It helps me to get up knowing that I have something that I'm really excited about doing I have a deadline, whether it's self-imposed or, or publisher imposed. Mm -hmm. And it's Mm -hmm. something I want to do when, when I start my day and I've written and whether or not the writing session went really well, I feel like I did a thing for me and for the broader community. And that helps me serve my family better. I think people ask me, how do you do it all? And I do the things that are all that I need to do. Like I don't Mm -hmm. do the things that other people need to do. Yeah. Other people may need to exercise differently than I do, or, or they work in an office, or there's so many different things that we can do that give us life. And this is a thing that gives me life. Yeah, I think that's so important to know that. And so wise to put it in first thing in your day, because that's always been my experience. If something's a priority, do it first thing, <laughs> or you know, there's way too right, many opportunities to get derailed. Exactly. You have no idea what else is going to come up in your day. So if you want to get it done, 
then you got to get it done. Absolutely. Yeah, totally agree. So you mentioned, you know, doing this project is really something that you've been doing for others and wanting to be focused on helping others. What's been the feedback? What kind of feedback have you gotten back from readers as they've been enjoying your work? Shortly after the book was released, I got this amazing, I think it was an email, but I think she may have also posted it as a review on Amazon. This woman said, you know, I just read your chapter about going to sleep, but I still stayed up until one o'clock and I'm crying reading this because I'm connecting to it so much. And my copy is dog-eared and written in all over the place. Like this is exactly what I needed to hear. Um, yeah, really just amazing. I was floored like, okay, well, if this is, it touched that woman's life. So all of it, like seriously, all of it was worth it for that. I mean, I enjoyed writing it anyway, but Mm -hmm. the impact that I could see it made on one person was really incredible. And I've spoken at some local parishes and their family uh, catechesis. You know, if the, the kids are at CCD and they keep the parents in the room yes. um, to talk or something. That I don't remember that happening when I was younger. But No, it didn't. Um, it didn't happen. <laughs> it's like a new I thing. Think parishes around me are really focusing on forming, continuing to form parents, too. Right. Um, and it's been really an honor to be part of those, too, and to share my experiences. And then, you know see someone at the pool next week who was there in my presentation. So it's been very cool to see the feedback even within my own community and then also, you know, all around the country and, and around the world. Yeah, that's so great. And you know what, I th- as I was reading through it, I was thinking, what a great, these are great topics for women to connect and share about with one another. You know, these kind of yeah. universal topics like in regard to our parenting, but also in regard to our relationship with God. Um, is there a way people can use the book to kind of you know, in their women's group or to begin a women's group or to have a group discussion? Um, are there ways people are doing that? Oh my goodness, Danielle, you're not going to believe this. I wrote the book club guide this morning. What? <laughs> like, literally okay. hours ago. That's finished. so funny because when I was going to talk to you, I'm like, I was looking, I'm like, doesn't look like there is a book club guide or a companion journal. <laughs> like there's yeah. um, I wanted to do it last year. I wanted to do it for the launch and I just, I just couldn't quite figure out how to approach it. I think mm-hmm. because each chapter already ends with reflection questions and a prayer and a call on the communion of saints was a, a short biography of a saint that's relevant to the theme of the chapter. Mm-hmm. I kind of felt that I had spent all of what I could think of and what I could pull together for a resource for how to talk about the stuff in, contained in that chapter. Um, you know, God's timing is just not always ours. And now this morning, I mean, I just sat down, I, th- I thought about it for a while, but I just sat down and wrote it in about an hour and a half. Wow. Um, and so that will be available soon uh, through my website. I'm not sure if Ave has a way to put it on their website too, but um, it should be ready pretty soon. Um, we wanted it to be ready for the book's birthday. Yeah. So um, yeah, so I have some ideas in there about how to gather your group, how to invite people to your group, how to have a conversation about it, how to make sure that everyone gets a, a moment to say something, which I think can be tricky in some Bible studies and book studies that I've been in. Sometimes it may just be that someone's going through something and she needs to talk about it a lot more, but finding that balance and making sure everyone has a chance really important. Oh, so I hope great. that helps people. Yeah, um, that's so funny. I had no yeah, idea. People I think we staged that question, but we <laughs> <laughs> I just thought people might be doing it anyway because with books of mine that don't have a companion journal or something, I find that people do it anyway. You know, they're like, I just did a book club with whatever. I'm like, you did? Wow. Yeah. Uh, sorry I didn't I provide a resource for that. Yeah, I think you just you read it and say what did I mean, once you if, if there's a book that you read and you connect with, then 
you kind of can't help telling other people about it. Yeah. You know, I think there's probably a book or two every year that I just tell everyone I see, like, you have to read this book, even if it's not relevant to your current life experience, <laughs> just because you're so in love with it. And those are the recommendations that we trust the most, right? Right. Um, when you have a one-on-one from someone else. So I think a book club, if you really love it, a book club is a great place to take it and to keep talking about these things. Because the whole point of the book too is that the things that I know I'm saying all the time over and over again, the words that are coming out of my mouth are what God needs me to hear. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't need to go looking for it anywhere else. It's right here in front of me. Yeah, such a good point. And I think that getting together and talking with somebody else, even if it was just you and one girlfriend, can be a yes, really good absolutely. way to force yourself to reflect on those things and focus in on what's right. important. So and helpful. even if you don't have time to meet, it could even be, you know, you and your friend or your sister or your kid's godmother or something is you're reading it at the same time, but you're not meeting. Maybe you live states away and you just text each other. I just finished chapter two. Oh my gosh. What did you think of that? Like it, there's mm-hmm. a way to work it in throughout the course of your day with, I mean, an in-person meeting is fabulous. And again, you get to eat the cupcakes, um, <laughs> but you put the cupcake on your own at your house. Like no one's judging here. Um, but I think even that just, yeah, somehow interacting with another human being, in addition to interacting with the words on the page, I think that draws us deeper into it. And in a culture where our attention spans are short and our community is coming at us with so- sound bites mm-hmm. and smaller kind of expecting that we can't pay attention as long. If we can sit down, I think it's just kind of soul satisfying to dig into something and have a real honest to goodness conversation. Yeah, so helpful. So yeah, definitely be looking for that book club guide that's going to be available. Um, I'm sure you're going to have it available at your website. So lindsayschlegel.com. Let me spell that out because you may not know how to spell Schlegel. (laughs) It's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. S-C-H-L-E-G-E-L dot com. If you don't want to remember all of that, you can definitely go to the show notes of this episode on Girlfriends and uh, get that link right over to Lindsay's site so you can look for that book club companion. Lindsay, are you working on a new project, another book? Are are other phrases standing out to you and you're like, oh, uh, maybe I'm going to have to write another book? Um, there is something in the works right now. Um, it's maybe headed to a meeting at a publisher to see if it's going to go anywhere. So, um, keep that in your prayers, please. And, um, in the next few weeks, I'm not exactly sure of the launch date yet, but I am also going to launch a podcast. What? Um, Okay. Now we need to talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) In part, thanks to the panel that I heard you give at the Catholic Marketing Network. Oh, wonderful. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm wearing the headset that you recommended right now. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to actually, it does kind of relate to the book. It's called Quote Me. And I'm going to look at quotes that have affected my life and at time my my guests' lives. I'm going to ask um, guests to join me on the show and talk about where did you hear this quote? How did you how did it come into your life? What effect does it have on you? You know, some background on who the person is who said it in the first place. I think words really have a lot of power. I think mm-hmm. words are doing some vicious things in our society, but which can also encourage and inspire and lift us up. So I want to celebrate that. And I love, you know, I love being on social media and seeing when people have quotes that they've, uh, you know, some artists put them on t-shirts or hats or whatever right. else. And I love that. 
but I even just love when someone has a picture of it and I want to know where did you find that and, and what does that mean to you? And I think there's a lot of power and I think the possibility of building a community around that too, something that's life-giving. I love that. What a great concept for a show. So how far along are you in the plans for this? How soon should we look for it? Quote me. Um, I think maybe by the beginning of September. Nice. Okay. I am looking forward to this, Lindsay. Thrilled that you're going to do it and thrilled that you were able to be there at the Catholic Marketing Network where um, Lisa Hendy and Allison Jingris and I had the opportunity to sit on a panel led by Lisa Mladnik about podcasting. And I just, I really found that I've never shared about podcasting in that way before. And it's something I love doing. And it's been such a joy in my life and such a fun, creative outlet in so many ways that I'm thrilled you were inspired to start your own. Yeah, no, and I've been listening to them for a couple of years now and never really thought I'd have my own. But that something that those couple of days just it sparked something in me. And I thought I can, I can talk for days. <laughs> I can do, this. Um, do your husband a favor, yeah, get a podcast. So you won't be telling I him know, everything. Right? <laughs> he doesn't know it, but I'm going to ask him to be one of my guests. Maybe That's I did so tell great. him that. No. So great. He has this one quote, St. John of the Cross that he brings up at our marriage prep oh that we gosh. offer through our diocese. So I'd love to get his perspective on that. Well, we're going to be looking for a quote me in the coming weeks. Lindsay, thanks for taking the time to share with us here on Girlfriends. I love all that you're sharing. Once again, listeners, the title of Lindsay Schlegel's book is Don't Forget to Say Thank You and Other Parenting Lessons That Brought Me Closer to God. Check it out from Ave Maria Press on Amazon. We'll have all the links in the show notes for this episode of the Girlfriends podcast. Thank you, Lindsay. I really appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. And now this is the time of the show where I share a little bit of listener feedback. And I have some feedback, some really interesting feedback that I received um, a little over a week ago from listener Anne-Marie. And Anne-Marie wrote me this. She said, hi, Danielle. I left you a voicemail about my goals for the year back in January. I wanted to give you an update. The two goals I wanted to share about were creating a merry garden in my backyard and writing a litany of kindness. Kindness is my word of the year. I'm attaching pictures of my backyard garden. I ended up finding a Holy Family statue that I preferred. I've read through The Hidden Power of Kindness by Lawrence Levasic almost twice this year, just reading a bit each morning. It's challenging me to the core. I developed this litany of kindness based off of the book. Thank you for for all you do, I so enjoy your podcasts and books. With kindest regards, Anne-Marie. So Anne-Marie wrote this beautiful prayer, which is a litany of kindness. So um, back at the start of the year, I shared that I was going to be praying the litany of trust and the litany of humility every day for 2019 and see where that brought me. Because I really had kind of come to the realization that those two things are intertwined. The more I struggle with humility, I realize that I'm struggling with trust and that's really what's going on there. Or the more I struggle with trust, I've realized that it's actually an issue of pride. And anyway, I found that those two were intertwined and that's why I made that a goal for this year. And I've been doing that. Um, and so I think that's why Anne-Marie is sharing about her litany, her word of the year is kindness. For those of you who aren't familiar with that concept, um, some people at the start of each year pick a word that is going to be their theme for the year. And, you know, a theme for many, perhaps many different goals are going to fall under that category. Um, something to keep in mind and to be working on. And it's great to pick a virtue like kindness. So I love that you did that, Anne-Marie. If you have a particular prayer like that, that you've been praying, um, I'd love it if you would share it with me, because I think that these kinds of prayerful goals are really uh, helpful. And we can help one another when we share about what 
prayers are working for us, what kinds of devotions we're working on, uh, perhaps what virtues we are focusing on. And uh, one more shout out to Anne-Marie. I absolutely love your Mary Garden. Those are beautiful photos that she shared in her backyard um, with a beautiful Holy Family statue. And what a great goal. And I love that you accomplished it. So good for you, Anne-Marie, on many different levels. And everybody else, let's um, go to the show notes for the Girlfriends Podcast at ascensionpress.com and check out Anne-Marie's Litany of Kindness and consider making it a part of your spiritual life as well. And before we have to go here, I just want to mention um, the retreats that I offer. If you are interested in the retreats, I've been hearing from a few different listeners who are hearing about the retreats for the first time and they're interested to know some of the basics about them. Um, so I have two different retreats, two different basic retreats that I do offer. And um, if you're interested in having me come out to your parish, possibly to your community, to give one of these retreats, you can get information about that at daniellebean.com slash retreats. Um, the two retreats, the two main retreats that I offer are basic based on my books, You Are Enough, which is based on women in the Old Testament, and You're Worth It, which is based on women in the New Testament. So inside of these kind of half-day retreats, they're really about four to five hours long, um, I focus on characters in the Bible, women that we meet in the Bible, both in the Old Testament with You Are Enough and in the New Testament with You're Worth It, and what we can learn about the relationship that we have with God that's unique to us as women, what we can learn about the way that God loves us uniquely as female, because we're female. And I absolutely love these opportunities to get together. Usually these happen on a Saturday, and I've done them in a number of different places all over the country. And I love the opportunity just to get together, spend a few hours on a weekend together with other women, just encouraging one another, supporting one another, sharing from our hearts about the things that are most important to us, our faith, our struggles in our faith, our family lives, our work, our relationships. Um, I absolutely love the opportunity to share together as women because I think women are uniquely well-equipped to encourage and affirm one another, especially inside of our unique vocation as women, especially inside of our vocations as wives, as mothers, as workers in our communities. We bring a a unique perspective because we are women. And I think we need to gather together more often to encourage each other inside of that and to support each other inside of our unique identities as women. And that's exactly what I try to do inside of those retreats. So the You Are Enough retreat, focusing on women in the Old Testament, Your Worth It retreat, focusing on women in the New Testament. I also have, and you can see information about this at my website, um, an Advent retreat that is based on the mysteries of the rose kind of walking through the joyful mysteries of the rosary through the eyes of Mary. So that's another one that you might want to consider, but you'd have to book that one pretty quickly to be able to do it for this Advent season. Anyway, I am taking bookings through the end of this year, and um, I'm going all the way out into spring of next year. So if you're interested in planning an event, even if it's a little ways off, please do connect with me through daniellebean.com slash retreats. And that's all the time that we have for today, but I'm so glad that you are here with me. I'm always happy to connect with you here through the podcast. I love all the ways we connect, but I am mostly just encouraged that you show up here, that you listen to what I share here week after week on the Girlfriends Podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of the Girlfriends community. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension the leader in Catholic faith formation.